Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Matt Rice. And I'm Chris Bartlett, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both been in ministry for over 17 years, and we've just about seen it all. As damaged we are, we are ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers every minister has. Thanks a lot for that stinger music. Guys, I uh, I started laughing because we, we switched up the intro this time. And I know you guys may get sick of us messing with the intro, but I was messing with Chris and I was really wondering if he was going to screw it up. But Every time didn't. I have been that yeah. second person, I have messed it up. So I was very, uh, yeah, praise God oh, that for was, that. Yes. Yeah. All right, man. Um, anything happened this week, Chris, that you just like are overjoyed about? Like anything exciting? Okay, so uh, I, I had a little staycation a couple of days off, and I taught my daughter how to ride her bike. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that was that was a ton of fun. I don't know what it is, and I think we see it a lot in ministry as well, but when other people just kind of succeed on their own, she experienced a new sense of freedom and things like that, and she was scared to start out and things like that. And now she's riding around, Dad, can we go around the block? Can we go get the mail? Can we do anything? And, uh, of course... Back in my day, we didn't wear helmets, and now she's got this helmet, and it's like she looks like a different person. She's ready for battle, you know. So yep, it's, it's, yep. it's beautiful. What about you? That's funny. Well, I, like I'm in an interesting new phase of parenthood, and I think I mentioned this to Chris last week, but finally, Mike—not finally. It's not like I was looking forward to it, but my 14-year-old boy, you know, uh, young man, is starting to be interested in girls. And he asked a girl to homecoming, you know, and so that's a new stage of our life. We're actually having to have those conversations between my wife and I. I was like, what do we do? When do, are they allowed to date? What does what counts as dating? Is the group going out okay? Can he stay and watch your volleyball games? You know, all these questions, you know. So it's a it's exciting to be in a kind of a new phase of parenting, but it's also a little terrifying. Yeah, my oldest are girls, so I am like, I want to hit the pause <laughs> button, the rewind button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buckle up. All right. So this week we're talking about um, asking for help. We're going to touch a little bit on how to ask for help, when to ask for help, and, and who to ask for help. And the whole reason this came up is a conversation that I had yesterday. It was actually kind of humbling for me to have someone who I see as kind of a superior or a mentor in ministry, someone that I look up to in ministry, ask me for help. So they sent me an email and they, they said, hey, Matt, you know, I... There's this certain aspect of ministry, you know, that I, I want help with. I want to help with transitioning from developing a relationship and having some rapport with students to actually being able to, to go into the deep end and have a real conversation with what's going on in their life or with theology and stuff like that. But I'm having a real hard time with that middle. How do I get there? And so we're not going to dive into that topic here on the podcast. Just the fact that he asked for help just like dumbfounded me. I'm like, whoa. Like, here's this, this mentor that I see asking me for help. And I said, you know what? We as ministry leaders need to do that more. We need to, we need to do that with grace. And, and I, we need to help equip people on how to do that. Yeah, and one thing that I see in it is there's a beauty because it's not like asking for help because I need a doctor. I'm sick. I need a doctor. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It was like, I want to better. I want to move forward in this. And I need help navigating how to go ahead and further the ministry, not... I need help fixing some brokenness because there's times where it's obvious you need help in this area. You know, the church yep. is on fire. We need help. But this is an area where it's like I'm trying to better and I'm trying to improve. And so just even the, the posture or the disposition, I think, is one that we need to have before God of God, you have created me this way. Um, I am here and I know that you desire better of me. Help me get there. And to lean on others for that is, uh, is really a, a humble act of glor glory to God. 
So like it, just to give a personal example for me, I, I definitely need help and I'm trying to navigate like how and who to ask for help for this. And I may have mentioned on the podcast already, to be honest, is I need help in being empathetic, you know, with other people and being affirming, you know, that's something that I admire in you, Chris. And I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast yet, but I admire how affirming you are to people. When you have, when you can, you compliment people on, on the good things that they do and how good they are at something. And that's something that I'm not good at doing. I just did it. Look at that. I know. Thank you hey. so much. I'm so warm. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I want to get better at. So I need to find someone that like you, like yourself, that I admire that. And how do you do that? How do you make that, you know, a part of your everyday life? But that's a weakness of mine that I want to grow in. So how do you find those weaknesses? How do you find those areas? Or, or is it, something that we just kind of innately know. Well, and I, I, I want to, again, kind of shift it because it's not necessarily always weaknesses. Okay. You know, it's not like we, we need mended or that we're broken. Sometimes it's about new horizons. And how do I go ahead and conquer this next mountain? And we're already halfway up the hill. We're making progress. It's great. But we need help to go ahead and reach that new horizon or that summit to, to better ourselves. And so I think part of it is, um, submitting your own desires and your ministry to the Lord and asking for potential. And this is actually an area that I think you do very well, Matt. You have that gift of being a visionary. Um, mm. Sometimes the logistics between your idea and uh, and execution, <laughs> there's a long road in between there that sometimes you don't necessarily see, which kind of is sometimes terrifying to work with you in regards to that. But uh, <laughs> but but you, you you're a visionary. You can see uh, you can see places that that we haven't yet been in ministry. Yeah. And I yeah. think for us that requires some self-reflection and just at kind of moments before the Lord. And what would it look like if every, uh, every person in our parish boundary heard the message of God's love? Whoa, that's different than every person that registered for our program or every person that attends mass on Sunday. Like what would it look like if, and just kind of allow the Lord to kind of do a little dream session with you and see, and then you kind of look like, okay, what, what do I need help with between where I'm at now and the next step, and then to ask for it, to recognize that God has people in your area to go ahead and help you reach that because he desires quality ministry. He desires, he shares your desire. He shares your dreams, your hopes. One of the the humbling aspects of this conversation that I had is it was, it was a priest friend of mine. And he said, what are the do's and don'ts to homilies to middle schoolers? So that was one of the questions, you know, it's like, whoa, like I, I can't count on my hand. <laughs> I can't count on two fingers the number of priests who have asked me for advice on their homilies. Yeah. Now, that's not necessarily a, a, like I'm not trying to rag on priests or anything like that, but that's their area of expertise. That's where they're trained. That's where they're expected to be good at or perfect at or whatever. So that's the area that's the hardest, I think, potentially for them to ask for help. And so maybe that's something we need to look at is like, what's an area that, that I feel like I'm supposed to be good at as a ministry leader? Is that an area that you have a hard time asking for advice? Or, or what's the pedestal that people put me on? And I'm, yeah, am I blinded? Absolutely. Am I blinded by that? Do I have blinders on in, in certain areas? You know, this, this whole idea of asking for help, it's not just a blessing to the, the person who receives help, but also the giver of help. And I think about in regards to homilies specifically, Christophonic. He was in a parish and the priest started asking him every week to meet with him and talk about the homiletics. And lo and behold, 
Chris Stefanik has this amazing gift for sharing of preaching, of sharing God's word and message. And, uh, and this was an area that all of a sudden got him to refine his own gift and skill set. Yeah. And now yeah. he's blessing hundreds of thousands of people through social media and through his different missions and stuff like that. And I think that when we're in a posture of asking for help, we need to recognize, just in your case as well, that the person that you ask is also going to be blessed by that because that's just how our God is being so generous and loving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So not just on when to ask for help or what to ask for help for, um, who do you ask for help? The the beauty of that question is that the response could be almost anything. You think about your upline and you think about maybe your pastor, a deacon, a, a supervisor or something like that. But then you also get to see those who work closest with you in ministry And I think you could even surprise some people, you know, like I work with uh, teens, high school students, and there's times where I'm like, okay, how in the world am I supposed to get this piece done or whatever? And a lot of times it's not always the best help, but they'll just do it for me. Like, hey, I need like a good intro video or some good intro music. And they're like, I'll take care of it. And then all we have is Lecrae playing, which is uh, a Christian (laughs) rapper and not my style, but I'm like, the teens are enjoying the beat and things like that. So um, I think you could really go anywhere, but I think asking for help is also giving someone permission to speak truth into your life. And so there has to be a relationship where that platform has already been somewhat established. And so I would look at that as well. If you're going to ask someone for help in in a real way, they either need to have some type of authority in your life or... They need to be a person that you would also say, hey, I need some prayers. You know what I mean? Like that you would at least be comfortable enough to ask someone for prayers because that gives them permission to speak into kind of that area of your life as well. Awesome. Any other thoughts on asking for help? We're not even near done. but So I I, I have these uh, chigger bites. I went hunting over the weekend. And uh, <laughs> don't worry, I was a horrible shot. You know, it was just not a good situation. But uh, but I got all these chigger bites on my legs, and they are bothering me like crazy. Like today, I put my running shoes on this morning, and it was the first time I put shoes and socks on in like three days because they just itched too much. And as I was going, it just irritated me, and it irritated me, and it irritated me. Like I wanted to stop and scratch my legs. They almost My ankles almost felt numb. They itched so bad. And then about a quarter mile in, it just faded away. And uh, I think that part of asking for help is also recognizing that we can't just wait and be like, I don't have a solution. I don't have a solution or I don't have whatever the next idea is. We'll start acting. Like I think that there needs to be a verb or a process because I think it's easier to get to your destination if like the plane is in the air and you have to turn a little bit than going ahead and not even getting the, the, the plane off of the runway before you sure. go ahead. So I would say that make sure that you're already working towards and you're laughing at me. I don't know why. Go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but I have to because first of all, what the heck do chiggers have to do with what you just said? <laughs> Second of all, why did we switch analogies and start talking about airplanes? The chiggers. They, the, Are the chiggers, the frustration. chiggers on a plane? Is this the next snakes on a plane movie? Okay, that's, that's snakes on a plane. Chigger, <laughs> chiggers on a plane. We got some chiggers. Um, let, let, let's peel it back for the listener's sake. Because Thanks, buddy. your point is well made, Matt Rice. That I, But the chiggers... The the annoying, the frustration went away as I started taking action. Oh, okay, gotcha. And Thank so, you. And so we need to be working towards something before we can really be asking for help towards something so that people have something to navigate with. And so if you feel like trapped by a certain situation or frustrated by a specific thing, like with Father asking you about how do I go ahead and bridge that gap, 
first question would be just be bold enough to try it a couple of times. And then if it doesn't work, let's go ahead and talk about what didn't work about it. But you got to have your, 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 the wings off the ground or your feet on the trail or the chiggers (laughs) on your legs. That that was great. The pain of the chiggers went away because of action, not because I got specific help, but that, that, yeah, that was the platform for which. (laughs) Sorry guys. I I mean, and kind of sorry, Chris. You know, but I, I figured there was a question there. There had to be a question there in our listeners. Oh, I love you, Matt. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, doing something is, I mean, you have to do something. You may not know exactly how to resolve the situation. And, and in your instance, the, the chiggers probably started itching once you were done running. You know, maybe that's just not a very good analogy. <laughs> I've been scratching but, one the whole yeah. podcast. So. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, don't just sit there and deal with discomfort. So if you like, let's just say like stick around with the, the running analogy. If you had a pebble in your shoe, my guess is you're not going to just keep running. You know, it's going to go away. You would stop and take the pebble out of your shoe. Sure. Um, or if your, your gait was off or something like that, you would seek out the advice of someone who would an expert in running and say, Hey, my hips always hurt when I'm done running. You know, what, what can I do about that? Oh, well, you know, your shoes are old. You need to get new shoes. You know, so that kind of advice you would need to seek out if it was something a little bit bigger. Right. But you couldn't be successful if you said, I don't want my hips to hurt when I run, so I'm not going to run. Exactly. And so you've yeah. got you've got to go ahead and give it a shot. And so I think that the whole idea, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly, is 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 to a degree, true. I mean, it's a dangerous <laughs> yeah, it la- <laughs> marriage. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of categories that you're like, yeah, that doesn't really fit. But but we've got to try. And so asking for help means that our hands are already dirty in ministry. Yeah. And I think that that's Well, that's one of the thing. things I loved about, you know, uh, that person who sought out advice from me, that he didn't just say, okay, I'm, I'm bad at this. I'm done doing it. You know, I'm going to quit. He didn't say, I'm not going to run right? Using the same analogy. He said, okay, I, I, I'm doing this. I need to do it better. So how can I do it better? Oh, wait, I know this person who's probably got a lot of experience in this. So I'm going to ask them, you know, what are ways that they transition, you know, from here to here? What are ways that they do this better rather than just quitting? And many of us may run into that sometimes when we're doing ministry and it's hard you know, and it, maybe it's hard because of something that we could be doing better. And instead of seeking help, we just quit. You know, we just say, hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, or, or even worse, we ask for help, but the advice is rough. It's a tough pill to swallow. Mm. And then we yeah. go ahead and we walk away. And I think that's where we need to be willing to, when we ask for help, also ask for accountability in regards to the execution of the help. So I would encourage you with uh, your friend that contacted you to make sure in a, in a week or a month to follow up with them and be like, how's it been going? Like, what have yeah. you been trying? How's, how's it been yeah. going? What's working? What's not working? Yeah. Adversity is a necessary tool in regards to growing. And I think that that type of adversity or that type of not knowing how to go ahead and reach the new horizons in ministry, uh, the, the, the chain, the link between those two is help is getting help, yep. asking help. Yeah. And and sometimes it's help just with re- refining a vision. It's not necessarily this, I need an actionable item. Sometimes the help is just something like you were doing in the beginning, affirming someone. I just need someone to pour into me to say that I can go ahead and, and conquer this mountain. Yep. Yeah, you've done yep. it before. You can do it in encouragement. And so it's not always that necessarily that there's like, okay, I need X, Y, or Z, and we need to move from here to here. Sometimes it's just sitting before someone and saying, I'm feeling discouraged in ministry and I need help 
feeling encouraged again. So when yeah. we're talking about asking for help, we don't have to have these profound like, okay, now we have, you know, three parents that aren't attending mass. How do we get these parents back to mass so that the kids can better understand? It's like, it doesn't have to be something as specific or concrete. It could just be like, hey, I need some help feeling encouraged right now, or I'm exhausted. What's a reasonable thing to just kind of take a rest when it, is it okay that I look at Facebook while I'm on the clock if I'm just exhausted? It's so interesting, the different realms of things. It's like, how do we go ahead and speak give people permission to speak that truth into our life, to encourage us, to focus us, to help us refine our mission. And another idea I had on this, I always, I don't know what God sometimes just gives me insights into different things like this. When I look at it from a father's lens. Mm. So when I think about my kids, you know, there are, there are very many times and I don't know if this is cruel or what, but when I see them struggling at something, they are, they're trying to do something and they are, they're getting frustrated. They, they obviously need help, but they're not asking for it. So I'm just watching them, you know, waiting for them to say, Hey dad, can you help me? You know? Sadistically waiting. <laughs> Almost. You know? But it's like, they, they'll get to the point where they, they, they say, you know, like out loud, it's stuck. It's stuck. And they don't ask for help. It's not moving. And they don't ask for help. And I'm like, all you got to do is use your words, ask for help. And then they say, Hey dad, will you help me? Sure. You know, come over and help them. But it's in a way I like, I'm trying to teach them to ask for help. I, so very similarly, God, you know, will put us in situations where we absolutely need help. All you gotta do is ask. And he's waiting right there to give you the exact help you need. Yes. I my daughter has her black belt in karate. And uh, she had to test by competing against people. They'd put all these pads on and, and they'd look like the state puff, Mar- state puff Marshmallow Man or whatever. They'd be safe. But she would get knocked down quite a few times. And she's taller than most kids her age, so she'd get put with kids her height, which means she was fighting against boys two years older than her most of the time. And wow. I was so stinking proud of her. It was fun to watch her uh, win those those that sparring like it was really fun to watch her do that she's got a long reach and things like that but it was even more satisfying for me uh, when she got knocked down and then got back up and got back in the fight stance yeah and uh, and I think that sometimes that is kind of the lesson of like sometimes the best help we can give is to be able to be like this is going to be hard like the help I'm going to give you is to reset your expectations like this is going to be hard and it's going to be so yeah. worth it in the end. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of times, uh, if father, father, you have permission to speak into their lives, but what are some of the things that prevent us as ministry leaders for asking for help? Obviously, asking for help is a good thing in probably 99% of the cases, but what prevents us as ministry leaders from asking for help? I know that when I haven't asked for help, it's, I mean, we've talked about this before, and so I don't, I don't we need to dive into it again, but it's pride. It's like, they'll think I'm not good at this. <laughs> You know, they'll think I'm not a good youth minister or a good minister if I ask for help here. That's one of the biggest reasons why I think I don't ask for help when I need it. So, like you said, pride is obviously one of those reasons. I think that another reason why we might be hesitant is actually fear. Mm. And I think this is is more insecurity. And I think pride and insecurity are kind of neighbors, you know. Yeah, But but I think fear that maybe I'm doing it so wrong. How am I going to ask someone help me in ministry when I've been delegated by the pastor, I've been hired to do this job. And now I'm basically saying that I'm inadequate at it. And that's not, that is not what asking for help is. Those who are, the the second you stop asking questions, you stop growing. 
And the second you stop growing, you stop dynamically meeting the needs of those before you because the needs of those we serve are always changing. And so we need to ask for help. That's the beauty that uh, it's beautiful that it was a priest that had this conversation with you. Because I guarantee that that's a good priest and he's a better priest because he's willing to have those type of conversations. Yeah. And that's the same thing that goes for all ministry leaders. You're a better ministry leader when you do stuff like that. I think another thing in regards to asking for help is a lot of times when we get advice or when help is offered, it makes demands. And we're most ministry leaders I know are already spread way too thin. Mm. So I think that sometimes the most helpful advice would be like, well, you're doing 12 things. I think you're only doing eight effectively. Why don't you stop doing the other four and do those eight really effectively? Um, but that requires change and change is always hard. Yeah. So sometimes we won't ask for help because we don't want to do what needs to be done when when we get the advice or we don't believe we have time to yeah we believe. can't do it yeah well we want to encourage you ministry leaders out there to continue to ask for help and to offer help don't be afraid to when someone kind of opens himself and asks for help from you to really pour yourself in i always tell my core team that my job is their success and so when someone asks you for help to try and be that ministry leader that's able to really pour into them make time for those moments Because it's not getting in the way of your ministry. It is your ministry when you're helping people serve others. Um, But also to allow others to be that person to you as well. Because that gives them an opportunity of charity. That gives them an opportunity to glorify God with their actions. And it gives you an opportunity to humbly just receive from another instrument that Christ wants to use to pour into you. Perfect. As we wrap up, Chris, how can our listeners find us? Great. They can find us on Facebook. facebook Facebook.com groups MLA podcasts. They can hit us up on Twitter. Again, search MLA Podcast, Stitcher, and Google Play. Also, MLAPodcast.com. And you can email us, MLAPodcast at ablazeyouth.org. Please write us a, re- a review in iTunes. The, the listener that we called out last episode actually got in there and wrote a re- review. So we need other people to do the same thing. It takes you about 30 seconds to get it done. Yeah, and uh, you can also become a patron at patreon.com slash MLAPodcast. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week and pray for other ministry leaders. And pray for us as ministry leaders as well. (laughs) Pray for us. Yeah, we love you guys, and we'll see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. God bless.